0: Are we recording? We are recording. Okay. Are we going? All right. It's just okay. th- the thing. <laughs> this is the moment. No, no, we got music.
1: Why do you do that? We don't need you. We haven't started yet. Now the
0: greatest story we'll never, we'll never told with miles and thrills. It's more music. Oh, welcome to the Great Story Never Told uh, podcast on Radio.com, episode number 37. Away we go. 37? Jesus. Where do we leave you? Uh, Let's think here. Uh, So we we left you at the bar at the lodge after a shot and a beer, and we picked this up. Or two uh, double shots and a beer. Correct. Uh, We picked this up at uh, episode number 37. The idea is uh, syndication. Before we get to that. Ah, right. Yes. We have uh, asked you to tell us uh, some of your greatest stories never told. So we go to an email we got from uh, the luckiest man ever. Oh, the luckiest man ever. Yes. I already hate you, then. He says, uh, Ola Bicholo the Ola. only other person uh, that knows this story is my wife. I have never mentioned it to anyone else until now due to the sheer stupidity of my actions and the potential consequences of said actions. My wife and I go to Vegas on her birthday. She gave me the go-to-head to, uh, to try to procure some cocaine. Which I was able to do (laughs) relatively easily. It's Vegas. You say, hey, Barry, shut up and go get cocaine. Which surprised me for some reason. (laughs) That was really, really inside. The guy said that he would deliver to my hotel room on the strip. (laughs) I'm not going to drop the last name. Still have it in my phone. Yeah. In we go back. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, I do. It's in my phone. Because we might go back. But I would uh I would have to buy. Hey, look, man, we're telling you stories <laughs> no. I can't tell you. I know. Well, I mean, all right. Look,
1: side note, I did not know that, but I am happy to hear that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I am glad to know.
0: I had a still uh have oh, God. not trying money. to get too sidetracked here, <laughs> but uh through a transaction I might have made or not, <laughs> I left my phone somewhere. Uh, don't film this. <laughs> seriously, don't film this. Like seriously, don't don't. This is not going to help promote this stuff. I don't. I don't. I don't want people to see this. I don't want to see people see the looks on their faces. So, um, <laughs> so I left my phone you in that guy's car. Have... I left my phone in Barry's car. No, in an Uber. Oh God, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe you know, like when you order pizza, <laughs> and then they want to let you know. You you might have, like, like, I don't know, jumped in the back of the Pizza Hut car and got the pizza, and then your phone fell out in the car? <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy, right? God, it was a great time. It really so, was. So I called this guy, and I go, hey, man. Who's an Uber driver? It's <laughs> like, hey, uh, dude, the phone's in the back of my car. In your car, he's like, oh, I got your phone. <laughs> oh no, because <laughs> he picked it up when I called. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I told this guy, I said, uh, is there any way we're leaving tomorrow? Can you, like, I, I need my phone, you know, kind of thing? And he says, uh, yeah, I'll dr- I'll drive it. Dr- I'll drop it off at uh, three o'clock. I was like, that's great, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it so much. Like, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Um, so 3 o'clock goes by. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of waiting for a guy right now. And so I will make it to downtown. But in order for me to – I'm on the outskirts. So to for, for my monetary value to make it back downtown, that I will, in fact, uh, come at like 334-ish somewhere. I don't know how many conversations you've had with uh, Uber drivers or people that are doing their stuff, but they have stops to make, right? Yeah. So I wait, and I wait. I'm like, this is not going down. I lost my phone. Lo and behold, the guy goes, hey, man, I got a black Maxima. Just I'll be out front. I walk out there. Dude just rolls down the window. What, Ted? Hands me my phone. Ted walking in with all those damn questions. We're trying to do a
1: podcast, man. And you just, you know, Mike produces this, and it's really upsetting no, that you have so little regard. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, so, what happened? My... <laughs> yeah, do what that? do you know? Do Ted, we can't hear you when you whisper.
0: Yeah. Th- Ted's he on just, E right now. He just way. gave me the finger. Yeah, Ted yeah. just gave me the
1: finger. Yeah. He's... That is unbelievable. Yeah. We've been working together for 20 years. He just told me to go F myself. That's so, a anyway, shame. so, anyway, I guess, shame
0: on you. So, anyway, I, this guy pulls up, and, and I drop him like 100 bucks. I'm like, here, thank it you. It was 100 bucks. I remember that. Miles goes, dude,
1: I need to give this guy a ton of cash because he's going out of his way, and he kind of knows what's up.
0: Because we really wanted White Castle hamburgers that night, and so we got them. I left my phone there. Uh, anyway, we returned to the email. He says, I was able to relatively get this easy, which surprised me. Uh, the guy said he would uh, deliver it to my hotel room on the Strip. But I, uh, the conversation was taking place, so the thought of having uh, more of this, I'm good, I'm good. I, I got what I needed. The exchange went off without a hitch, and I was on my way to having the greatest weekend in Vegas ever. We had a great time. Nothing bad happened. As the last day was uh, getting done, I realized that no matter how much of this stuff that we had left, there was no way of finishing it before we had to fly home. I've been there. So instead of just... Uh, Kind of uh, thinking about a way to do this, I meticulously opened up and emptied and filled my wife's pills with drugs inside that were not the drugs originally prescribed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think of a Tylenol capsule. Yeah. As we approached the security checkpoint, I thought to myself, oh, no way. Thank God, no drug-sniffing dogs. We go online through security, maybe 30 feet in front. Stomach drops to the floor. I accept the fact that I'm going to jail for the rest of my life. I take a breath, keep walking. Dog walks right up to me. This has actually happened to me. Sniffs. Keeps on walking. No reaction at all. So uh, I feel like I'm going to faint. Have no idea what I what I look like, but I must have been so pale. Either way, uh, this man got home. Look, I will say, uh, even... <clears throat> He says Flying he's the luckiest man ever. And by the way, if you want to send us a story uh, of your uh, story, you would not like to You're tell your confessional. Just send us a uh, email to W dot com. I've been so, there myself,
1: so. and uh, most recently I was in the Phoenix airport coming back from Mexico. All right, and obviously a lot of drugs come from Mexico, and uh, there was a little. Uh, what's the dog used to have the? Uh, Beagle? Beagle, yes. And they have the beagle sniffing around. And the thing is, you don't know if they're bomb sniffing or if they're drug sniffing. Now, only one of those do I have any potential to worry about. And as soon as we see the dog, this is the question I'm always asked. and My wife is already angry. Do you have anything on you? i what? like, I don't think so, but I can't guarantee it. Now, keep in mind, every time I fly internationally, I'm not joking, I will buy a new wallet. Because there's remnants of many things in every wallet I own. And I discovered that on a separate flight. And separate I discovered sister. it in anyway. Victoria. Uh, but the dog comes around. I am now sweating profusely. But the dog was a bomb sniffing dog. And all I can think to myself is, "Does TSA agents have to go, this guy does not have bomb making material, but he is sweating profusely, which means he probably has drugs. I did not have drugs as far as I knew. But if a dog is going to sniff me, I guarantee you they're going to find drugs on me. Somewhere, bomb sniffing dog, turns out, ham and cheese sandwich. Oh. Kiss my ass. Yeah. But anyway, Vegas.
0: Yeah, so here we go. Uh, So so now uh, back to uh, Dennis Green. So we are now going to be syndicated on Westwood One. This is a big deal. This This is huge. Howard Stern, Donna Mike. Other than stop.
1: What? Don't do that. No, he does it for voyeur reasons. All right. He does it for voyeur reasons. But yeah, but Westwood won for us, man. It was Howard Stern, Donna Mike, the, the people that we truly, deeply respect in the industry. They have been syndicated. So to be a part of this company, to be a part of this company, to do the dream. That we have had, I could not, I'm, and I'm telling you, man, if there is a cloud nine, whatever that might be for each individual, that is
0: this for us. Sure, right? sure. We're we're gonna be on a bunch of uh, radio stations. We're gonna announce this. Who doesn't want to do? Is this is awesome. Oh, um, great. The, the the caveat is is that no one will take you live, which is fine. You know, it's like, okay. we I, get it. And I want to say, Mike, uh, step up the mic for a minute. Uh, so when we started- oh, won't record yourself. No, of course not. When, when we started, we were only on WCMF in Rochester, correct? correct? And so- Which, on w- a quick side note, if you don't know, and I'm not making
1: this up, I felt like this is fate lining up because when I determined, about eight years old, I knew I wanted to be on the radio. I didn't want to just be on the radio, I wanted to do a talk show. I wanted to do something worthwhile, right? But this is the medium that I think is awesome to do it. I lived in Rochester. WCMF was the station that I listened to. Who's the guy? Who,
0: who was the original guy there? That was like the BJ's guy, Brother Weeze. Brother Weeze. Brother yeah. Wheeze. He's 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 still there, still on the air. Another station now. Which which radio does they they recycle you into the point where they kind of kick you out and retire you? But he's
1: phenomenal. But you hear these people talk because to me, it wasn't about just getting new music. I understand the music part, but it was that the guys that are talking to you when the music's not playing, you know, they connect with you one way or another. They made you laugh. They made you think, whatever it might be. They gave you directions to the local state fair. It didn't matter. But I thought in that moment, man, this is what I want to do because if I can make someone feel the way I feel, right, without even seeing who you are, just your voice, your words, how you encourage people to do things – this is what I want to do. And to me, the first station we got, WCMF, man, this is where I'm from. Think of think this of the chances. Think fate. of the chances.
0: You've been working in this industry your entire life. Yeah. And now you get to the point where you you can be heard somewhere else. And that station is 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 the inspiration for I, why listen, you got into the business. I'm
1: not a guy. I mean, that's a huge that thing. buys into fate. But I remember when they announced that this is the first station, I'm like, man, this This is fate. I didn't believe in fate. This is fate. I could not be happier to go to the birthplace of my inspiration to want to do what I do every day and put so much into it and all this stuff.
0: Like, oh, my God. Miles, I'm telling you, this is meant to be, brother. But believe it or not, they put us on at 7 o'clock at night, which is awesome. That's the best time slot we got out of all this. So, you know, I I know you go home, you think to yourself, like, Wow. It's seven o'clock. I'm going to turn on the radio. Well, most people <laughs> like have everybody. already driven home. You know, like this isn't the greatest time slot ever, but it's a chance. You know, like. But if th- you do your job well, you right. outdo. So, Netflix. so Mike, what I'll do is I'll go home tonight and think to myself, what what is on the local radio station at seven o'clock? Because you know, like I'm going to scan the dial. Right. Well, oh, maybe. But either way, maybe I'm maybe I'm going to deliver, get food delivered. You know, right. Either way, so we're on the station and we do really, really well. I, as far as I'm concerned, we're in between Sabres hockey, we're in between sure. all this stuff. do so, matter. So this was our pilot launch, is that right, Mike? Correct. Okay. And how long were we on there before we went the whole deal? A whole two hours, Miles. No, no before what I'm saying, we went is How long were we on WCMF? Oh. I feel like we were on CMF at least a year, maybe even two. And this is okay. a legendary, by the way, legendary the way. rock station in Rochester. 50 years strong. This is a incredible radio station.
1: Quick side note. One day, Mike, I want you to tell your story, getting a gig on the show. I digress. But that
0: particular station has a lot to do with right. it. Right. So this is where with. we start. Dennis Green says, hey, man, you guys are awesome. This is what we're going to do. And then the company says, well, we're going to run two hours of your show instead of four. And we said, well, okay, well, that's kind of cool, but we we it's half the show. It's almost like having half-done chicken. Right. It's still pink in the middle, it, but eat it, it. it. You might die. Either way, here's now, your chance. you'll just get diarrhea. You so we, we started getting pretty good traction in uh, in Rochester as far as just people liking the show. We're like, okay, this can work, you know. And then Westwood One uh, says, we want to launch you across the thing. I, I cannot
1: explain what this means. So Westwood One, in the industry anyway, there's Premier, there's Westwood One. Westwood One has about a track record, but because they had Stern, Donald Mike, like us, et cetera, et cetera. The names you definitively yeah. know as individuals. You go, hell yeah, man. We are mm-hmm. now par- it's like going right. to the the football hall of fame. You might not know who I am, but I have a gold jacket, brother. Yeah. Oh man.
0: So we get to this point, and uh we're really stoked. Steve stoked. We're going Out to of his, my mind we're, we're going to his hometown place where he grew up. We're gonna be on WCMF in Rochester, New York. This is awesome. And then, this is fate miles. This is great. And the companies behind us, the syndication companies behind us, we got all this going strong. We think we're gonna be live in like twenty markets. Maybe? Sure. Hopefully, yeah, right. And then um and then that guy, remember the guy we had dinner with? This
1: the biggest fan of our show runs Westwood
0: One. And, and look and has for years. in the scheme
1: years, of things. You can't do better than this. The guy that runs the best syndication company is a massive fan of your show. Before you even said you want to be syndicated, he's like, man, and and then he comes to you at a dinner to tell you that in spite of all of the acts and all of the shows I've seen, your show, this one, is the one that I love
0: listening to. So our syndication company, they have this massive radio conference. I think it was in Texas. Mm -hmm. Not sure. Either way, they uh we're we are off. So the men's room at this convention has men's room stickers on all the stalls of the bathroom. They are they're 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 showing us
1: pictures. It is we, the coolest look, thing we've right, ever seen. I, I cannot correct. believe this is happening.
0: Like all this stuff on the like the men's room, walking into this convention of radio, check out the men's room. It was the coolest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. So a week goes by, and then this guy that we had dinner with, he resigns. Right. This is the guy. Now keep he, mind. he's done. He,
1: you run Westwood One, and uh the guy that runs West, Westwood One loves our show. There sure. is no better ingredients in your personal yeah. soup, and then for his own reasons, and they're all very fair. He he wanted to do other things and he and he's doing really cool stuff. But it gave him a new opportunity. The problem for us was, well, our, our champion just left, but no worries. No, no worries. You, you, drive man, around,
0: you drive around downtown Seattle, you see billboards for all these different radios. We have never been promoted, ever. I don't know what you need to do to get to that level of being on the side of a bus. I can tell you.
1: Or what you, you need have to do. You have to suck. You have to suck at your job. <laughs> For your station to waste their money to tell people to listen to you. This is the first time. You should be good enough. You should be good enough for what you
0: do. You don't need 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 that. You don't need anyone's help. You're you're great. So this is the first time that we've ever seen our name or our face on stuff to sell our product. This is incredible. This is unbelievable. And then the convention ended. (laughs) We'll talk to you on uh, episode number 38. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man!
1: A Double Flush production.